Welcome to The Lila Life Show. I'm your host, Linda Andrews, and you've tuned in to the right place to up-level in your life and business. Enjoy the show. Welcome to The Lila Life Show. This is your host, Linda Andrews, and I am so happy to be with you today for our episode on spiritual sense-making. Um, we are living in times that are unprecedented. Every time I hear that, I'm like, oh, here we go again. Uh, But I do think this is true. And I would also say not unique. Maybe all times are unprecedented and uh, we could define unprecedented. But perhaps at the root of that statement is perception. And we're going to round up if we have 8 billion humans, all with a unique perception of reality that is a lot of different thoughts, feelings, opinions. And a question that I tend to ponder often is, does objective truth exist? And I think it could exist. It could also not exist. There's 8 billion humans that could say that it exists and that either their their truth is the objective truth or um, they disagree with, with whatever is being portrayed as the objective truth. So I think this is complex. I'm I'm gross grossly simplifying uh, some pretty big topics right there, and doing that because they're new to me, and I'm I'm learning, and and maybe in the newness to me is making it even more accessible to you. Uh, today I was bike riding home from the beach. I've been making an attempt to get in nature daily, and for me, my nature is the beach, and. I go on this bike ride almost every day, weather permitting. And on the way home from the bike ride, I caught the bridge. I've been doing that lately. And in catching the bridge, I'm listening to a really amazing Aubrey Marcus podcast, shout out Aubrey Marcus. And he was unpacking mass formation. So I'm going to touch a little bit on that. But the point is, the story. And the story is, as I'm listening to this podcast on mass formation, I take out my earbuds. There's three other people around. We're all like smiling and, and talk, starting to talk, right? People are commenting the boat that was going under the bridge was quite unique. And that, you know, it's these three other people and they're like, wow, like, look at that boat looked very industrial. It looked like a, a, um, almost like a living room. It was called the rendezvous. I haven't gotten to look it up yet. It was cool. And you could see the crew and it was really funky. And I kept saying that I was like, funky, (laughs) funky. And, uh, I, and then finally I said, well, I'm sure if we Google it, we could find out because there's like lots of questions and no one knew. So I made a joke, someone, you know, there started to be jokes coming out and and like you start to know where someone lands. And I made a comment that said something after I said we could Google it. And then I said, I'm sure someone's listening. Maybe they know the answer. And as I look up, there's like six cameras. And moments later, the bridge tender starts speaking over the loudspeaker and whatever he said, like was a little long winded. And I was like, Oh my, it almost sounded like Alexa answering. Um, and so this was this funny moment. And I said, I bet that's how new languages are formed. And the guy behind me is like, kind of curious. I said, yeah, like new languages. Like if the, if the four of us came up with a new language, 
even if all the cameras were listening, like they don't know what the new language is. And the guy behind me's like, <laughs> just kind of like, what did she just say? <laughs> These are all strangers. And I said, that that's pretty thought provoking. I said, I'm going to spend the rest of the day thinking about that. And, and here we are. So the, this, this idea of mass formation, and I, and I think this concept of like what comes through, right? I'm, I'm bringing up, wow, like the, the expression of a new language because uh, maybe the surveillance is getting out of hand. Maybe, like I'm not here to say it is or it isn't. It, it's like a fact, right? We have lots of surveillance now. Um, so it's connecting this all to mass formation um, over times, and you can go down the mass formation Google route when you want to, but we have these, these statistics that show over time, there tends to be three groups of people and three, we'll say like three expressions of, of thought process that could be reduced to this. And this is the group that is completely like being lied to or in opposition, the group that, but is the loudest, then there's the group that is afraid to go against that group. So they just sort of agree, but they know they're wrong. And then the, the third group is the group that uh, is like, quote unquote, right, but like they're being the scapegoated. And so you can use that brief explanation to consider what's going on in, in present day events. Uh, but when this mass formation has happened in history, there's things like the witch hunts. And that's when at, in some communities, all women were killed. There was such paranoia that they were all witch witches and they were all killed, um, you know, which is a whole other thread and rabbit hole of, of the of the feminine, <laughs> like some of the wounds of the feminine. But we'll, we'll save that for another time. Um, so in contemplation of this idea of mass formation, when, you know, there could be a, man, a manipulation taking place that's getting one group of people, typically through mass media, to go so far into a thought form that's not, it's like, that's delusional, but it's so believed. Often, I think there could be, right? One out of five people are ex experiencing anxiety disorder. There's such a uh, anxiety disarray, uh, mental health disarray right now, especially maybe more than ever, right? Lack of purpose, fulfillment, people in uh, what they're saying is like bullshit jobs. Over 50% of people feel like their, their jobs have nothing to contribute to society. So uh, all of these feel like symptoms of some major deeper issues. Um, but the point being like, how does, how does someone get in such faulty thinking and be so convicted that it's quote unquote, right. And this is not a, this isn't simple. This isn't like a, oh, it's because da, 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 da. there's many complex factors as to why. I think a lot of it could be a, a, a result of complex trauma. Uh, it may be tra tra traumatized society at large. And then, you know, we have waves of terror. And if you think back, my first kind of awareness of this, it wasn't even 9-11. That was really traumatizing. You know, I can remember time stopping and knowing exactly where I am still. And, and my friends that are in their 20s, like they, they don't have that same feeling because they were young. And it's like, well, I'm aging myself. Not really, but uh, it's history. And they, they're having a much different memory of that. 
But before 9-11, there was, um, like, for the first time ever, war was televised. And I remember as a little girl, I was in my, like, 10 to 13-year-old ages there, and I was terrified. And I remember, like, watching the bombings and feeling like I had heard about history of World War II and, like, I was about to get bombed. I remember that. And just like going to bed at night, like, oh my God, I hope it doesn't happen tonight. Like the TV felt so real. And, uh, and so I think we have to acknowledge that starting right around, you know, I'm, I'm in my 10 to 13. Uh, and then you have everybody a bit younger, but that's like the first time in history that this is happening. So this idea of waves of terror, this is even just relatively new. And so when I'm in a fight or flight, you know, parasympathetic overload, and the question is why it's complex. So we have society complexities. We have my own complex trauma for me. And then we have beyond that acute trauma, you know, to name a few uh, head injuries, uh, different types of sexual trauma, uh, different situations that weren't great that unfolded in the course of my lifetime. So that's me. And I know my journey, but if I think about that of 8 billion people and how people could get kind of fucked up, uh, yeah, it's it's like, oh, no shit. It's, it's like the environment is ripe for that. And so, oh my gosh, we're in mass formation. Uh, okay, great, now what? And so the now what is this invitation to be in, in what I'm calling spiritual sense-making. And it's it's like a combination of what I think is an answer, maybe not the answer, but an answer to the times we're living in right now. So spiritual sense-making, this is an invitation to have discernment, to tap into intuition, to tap into source, your belief system, um, and to feel that connection so that these feelings of lack of fulfillment, lack of purpose, it's like, it's unstoppable because you are tapped in. Years ago, one of my coaches and, and went on to be my teacher, Sophie, uh, runs Awaken Life Coaching. Uh, she very early on in a coaching session said to me, are, is your, are you plugged into your God socket? And so that language of, are you plugged into your God socket? That can be whatever your socket is connecting you to source bigger than you, right? Um, connecting this back to your ability to have growth and service opportunities in your life, again, that connect back to purpose and fulfillment. So your God socket, uh, how about if you, that doesn't feel good, your life force socket, your uh, universe socket, whatever, but plug the ether socket, the cosmos socket, nature socket, plug in, okay, and have discernment. So you're plugging in and you have your intuition, you have your connection, and you're able to filter. We have technology today that is industrial grade. And that's, I think, at just the basics. I mean, it could get way more advanced and complex from there. So we need to know this. This is not like... Uh, this is not conspiracy. This is reality. And so no, taking things as they are not worse, not less than, you know, there's, there's some truth in, oh, what are we working with? And we're working with tools that are, are complex and we're complex. 
So the, it, the opportunity to be in the ongoing practice, the every day, every moment practice of spiritual sense-making is an invitation to be connected to source and to move through your moments with discernment, connected to your intuition. So, okay, great. We have this really nice invitation to spiritual sense-make. How do you get started? Well, an easy way to get started is to start noticing your breath, right? This is very basic one-on-one present moment awareness techniques. If this feels foreign to you, it's okay. We all start somewhere. I, I've told this story a million times. I started meditating as like a type A high anxiety uh, mess, truly mess. And I'm like, oh my God, I've heard about this meditation. I've been like addicted to, you know, my diet, eating disorder, over-exercising. Like I think it's time for me to meditate. And I set a timer for one minute and I had like probably almost a panic attack and I did it. And I was like, all right, I meditated. Maybe I didn't meditate. Who cares, right? I did or I didn't. But then I started to be more curious and started to do more and started to do more and started to do more. And now I have a robust spiritual practice. And part of the reason why right now is it feels like the most important thing. And it's like, I remember that not everybody has the luxury to be that committed to a spiritual practice. And so I can be in my practice and be in the exponential ripple effect for the people that can't right now. And, and knowing that that softening in my dedication is an invitation for people to maybe feel inspired, right? It's, it's for me. And I know the ripple effect goes beyond there. Uh, okay. So coming into the awareness, starting with that awareness into your present moment, building your spiritual muscles, building your mindfulness muscles, building your awareness muscles. One of my favorite tools that I like to teach is rubbing fingers together, bringing thumb to wrist and just getting a pulse, right? That's an immediate way to get present. Wow. My heart is beating right now. Noticing colors, sounds, smells. If you join me in a workshop or, or coach at Lila Life or a healer at Lila Life, you hear me guide and start this way, right? Noticing quality of the thoughts, listening, paying attention, observing. And this allows for more access to observer versus judge, right? Being in the judgmental uh, space mindset versus being in the observation. So this allows to unlock a lot. So you, you have this invitation to be in your practice of spiritual sense-making. And then what happens? Divisiveness is everywhere. Places can feel uncomfortable just because of, huh, man, like, is this going to be a situation? That's how I can feel sometimes. So this is like a mantra. We don't agree and I love you. The mantra could just be, and I love you. And the mantra is not just for when you don't agree. This is a heart-centered compassion invitation to see your fellow human person who may not agree and to tap in with the most powerful vibration available, period, love. And so 
you know, we talked early on why people could be extra vulnerable right now and in fixed deep positions about their belief systems. And I believe this is because they're really trying to tap into safety and the, the more fixed they are, the more safe they feel. And why do they need to feel safe? Because they don't feel safe. And so why don't they feel safe? Because like, look around, there's a lot of reasons to not feel safe. And when we have mass media pumping messages and industrial grade social media pumping messages, a human may not feel safe. And so when I see a neighbor or a fellow human saying X, Y, Z in such a fixed, intense position, the immediate thing I can, I can come into is, oh my God, what is leading that person to be in that space? Wow, I love them. Like I have love for them. And it's whatever language works for you. I'm telling you what my process, my spiritual sense making. Figure out and find your own. Be curious for your own. There's room for all of us to have compassion for all the sides that are emerging. I think we're in this great social experiment right now of life where there's all these things coming to surface with all these viewpoints and it's like they're all colliding right now. And I know if you're into astrology, there could be reasons for that. Uh, if you're into your religion, there could be reasons for that. Uh, if you're into science, there could be reasons for that. And a lot of these reasons may all also collide and overlap in their complexities and be telling very similar stories. Uh, perhaps everything before this moment led to this moment. And so then this moment is a perfect expression of all those other things. When we as a collective orient to all those other things being compelling enough to have maybe value systems that take into account say human rights, uh, and love <laughs> and purpose. Maybe this all starts to look different. And, you know, I'm hopeful. I, I wrote something a couple months ago about conscious tech that's on the blog, lealife.co slash writings. And I, you know, just feel like if profit can go to purpose, can we can we right some of these wrongs? And I don't really like right and wrongs, but um, there, there are some things that need to change and that will come from the vision expressing and that vision being so compelling. So the question I think comes, well, hey, we have lots of people who have lots of different points of view and we can't agree on anything, let alone values and the trajectory for the future. So then I think this comes to starting with the basics and starting with your own practice. And maybe we don't need to agree. Maybe innovation can come from us not agreeing, but us being curious about each other's sides from a place that's compelling and a desire to understand and learn another's perspective that leads to uh, this intersection of innovation that could be better for all in a way that we've never even experienced before. So we don't need the past to define the present or the future because, because period. And we could go forward and uh, be curious through dialogue and see what happens. This can only happen when we have compassion and curiosity for the sides, quote unquote, when we're experiencing the separation and the divisiveness. Can we have curiosity? 
I think because of that connection back to safety, we have the ability for one to not see the other side because they need to feel safe. And so it's easy to judge what we don't understand. And can we just know that? And can we know when we're in judgment, maybe we don't fully understand. And maybe we're in judgment because within ourselves, we're desiring to feel safe. And it feels safer to be in judgment than to try to understand. And then can we have compassion for that? Maybe. So my journey into sense-making, I felt really, really concerned in March of 2020 because I was like following natural health for about 15 years. And I started seeing people be silenced and I'm like, oh, wow, that feels fucked up. And I just got really curious and really paranoid and really freaked out for then probably almost a year and really freaked out. And then I was like, this is really unhealthy and started like kind of shook myself up and got back into life more and didn't feel so scared and unsafe, right? Because of what I mentioned, all of the trauma is compounded and it was hard. And it's not that today is easy, but there's a perspective that I have access to now that is like, wow. And, and this is what I'm sharing with you. So, you know, if you're in it, if you're in it and you're like really in the division and in the like fight or flight and in the kind of perpetuation of the trauma state, compassion, awareness, and you know, I, a question that I like to ask myself, is this empowering or disempowering? And, and, you know, just auditing all the actions in life, it, you know, it's, there's, there's work to do and it's not to be in perfection. It, it's, it's an, an invitation to be making empowering choices and you can only do that for yourself. And so I want to caution everyone right now that in the division, even if it feels like it's the right side and the objective truth, there's also a loss of self. And this is creating its own mass formation of another kind. So, you know, if you're finding yourselves deep in a position in a division, just checking in around your own practices. I'm not here to tell you what to do right now. I am absolutely loving uh, my morning meditation. I do my 20 minute Vedic practice. And then at some point through the day, I'm doing a Kundalini practice that's including breath, mantra, and movement, and really loving that. And that's what's most resonant right now. A couple of times a week, I may do TBM. It's like a subconscious reprogrammings, and, and I'm really liking that. And, and maybe there's some other things, including movement. So, so that's my day, most days, in whatever order I can get it in, some short, some long, some not all. But my point is like when I'm getting in deep other places, I'm not doing what I just shared. And when I'm doing what I just shared, I'm not getting in deep fixed positions. So holding yourself accountable to where you at with your practices, where you at with your connection to purpose, to source, and take, take some time to do some inventory around that. Zooming out for a moment, right? The 8 million 8 billion person world that we have. I'm actually quite skeptical that that number is accurate, but don't, don't tell anyone. I just would love to know like how, you know, it, it, to me right now, it's like, if we're, if we're going to 
peek under the hood. Why not peek under the hood of everything? And, and to me, that would be population numbers. But nonetheless, um, zooming out, right? So we have this ever-expanding galaxy. We have the world that we live in. And I'm going to stop there because everyone has a different belief about everything. So I might have said many things today that make you uncomfortable. It, it was not an effort to do that. Right now, it's to ask you to zoom out. I have a client that once said to me, I don't really like thinking about space. It's overwhelming. And I get that. I mean, when I was a little girl, I used to cry myself to sleep thinking about what happens at, at when you die and just picturing black. You know, and that was me raised in very, very conservative religion. And that that's what I would do every night for all of sixth grade uh, throwback. So th this zooming out, if it feels safe for you to, to invite perspective and to invite the understanding that wherever you are today is perfect and you get to do your best each day and your best changes every day. And there's a fluidity to all of this. And there's a learning to all of this. And there's grace in all of this for everyone. And, and can you really digest and wrap your arms around that? You know, there may have been horrendous things that you experienced in the past year and in your life. And this is an opportunity right now to, as you get in your own time and space to acceptance, move through healing. And this framework that I'm introducing to Lila Life is heal, be, create. So we're cleaning up the past, we're showing up in the present, and we're creating into our future. And those things don't have to happen in that order. They don't have to happen uh, one than the other, right? It's, they're all happening. And so the grace to be in the process that you're in for each of those and you may not feel like the word heal even feels resonant, that you have nothing to heal from. I'd love to hear why, but, um, you know, and then the B, maybe you really have a hard time showing up in your moment. So, so cultivating some practices and using tools to be in your moment. And then the create that your compelling future is really dialed in and you're accessing intuition and creativity to, to create. We have some podcast guests coming on talking about creating and uh, allowing yourself to do that. And, and, and it's practice. I started painting this week. Practice, right? And, and understanding that some of these different systems and practices parallel to others and that helps you unlock other things. So if there's something on your heart or mind coming up that's like, you know, I really need to get back to whatever it is, get back to it. That is what I have for you today. Thank you so much. I hope whatever you needed landed. If there's someone in your life that this would feel resonant for, please send away. And we are re-releasing the collective. So right now you can get in to the collective, the Legal Life Collective for $11 a month. There is a annual option and a lifetime option. And we're going to be following this framework of heal, be, create. And with that, our coaches, healers, and also our preferred partners will have content available for you to be in your daily practice, to learn something new. And the way we have this set up is to have foundation and then to have maintenance. We have really fancy branded names for those, but I just want you to think of foundation and maintenance. So maybe healing 
healing practices are brand new to you. So taking the foundation level of a healing practice workshop is going to be best for you inside the collective. And then we have different modalities. So we have writing, meditation, breath work, visioning, uh, movement, and a few others. And so you can see that identifier when you go to sign up for that workshop. We're very excited about this. Our coaches and healers are uh, definitely feeling you know, aligned to this. And if you need to talk with a coach, reach out to team at Lila Life and we'll get you set up. You can book directly with our coaches for a one-on-one call on the website. And we are bringing on new coaches. So if you know someone that's in transition right now that has some gifts as a coach or a healer, please, please, please connect them. You can connect to me directly, Linda at LilaLife.co. And uh, I'd love to have a conversation with them. So I wish you so well today. Thank you for my little ad at the end. Many blessings and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Leela Life Show. Be sure to share, like, and comment. Tune in next week. And if you're not already a member of the Leela Life Collective, you'll want to be. So take a look in the show notes and be sure you sign up today. Have a beautiful day.